Welcome to a nonfiction story cast about people in Seattle who built churches and how they did it. I'm Cindy Safranoff. I'm the author, and this is Dedication, building the Seattle branches of Mary Baker Eddy's church, a centennial story. Episode 1, The Centennial. This story was patiently waiting in a box in storage at the Christian Science Church in the University District. I had just moved back to Seattle after a decade in St. Louis when Third Church of Christ Scientists received a congratulatory letter from the Washington Secretary of State for its centennial. Nearly 3,500 organizations were incorporated in Washington in 1916. Only a small number of them still exist today. Third Church is one of them. At the time of the centennial, by one measure, Third Church was only 10 years old, because when it merged with Seventh Church, a new corporate body was created. But the state still considered December 22, 2016, to be its official centennial. The boxes of church historical records were brought out of storage and opened up. A discussion began among the members about how to celebrate the centennial. I had no thought of writing a book on this topic when I looked inside the first box. I perused the loose papers on top. I immediately came across the report that inspired me to write this story, although I did not immediately recognize its significance. It was a lengthy report for a special meeting on November 16, 1945, on the Church Building and Dedication Committee of the Churches of Christ Scientist Seattle. The report explained their approach. I pondered the message. I looked up some of the dates mentioned to see what was happening in the world at that time. When I read the committee report again, it moved me. With the benefit of hindsight now, I like to imagine that whoever boxed up the Third Church historical files, however many decades ago, hoped this joint effort in Seattle would be rediscovered someday. The fact that this one report survived at all is amazing, considering all the church activities that have gone on over the past century, the immense volume of internal papers generated to support those activities and the number of people involved in making decisions through so many decades about which papers would be kept. This dedication committee must have had a quietly enduring internal legacy. But by the time of the centennial, this committee's work had been entirely forgotten. Using several of the historical sketches in the files, plus some information from the dedication committee report, I wrote a paper to give to the members of Third Church to commemorate the official centennial on December 22, 2016. The members found it interesting, but it was not worthy of publishing. It did, however, include a section called Cornerstone, which was the very first chapter in this book that I wrote. I looked deeper into the boxes and found the old books of meeting minutes. I opened their cloth and leather covers, flipped through the marble-edged pages, perused the notes, some typed, 
others written in cursive, ranging from perfect 19th century penmanship to loose scribbles. I noticed random details about the earliest operations of church business. Toward the bottom of the box, I found the minutes from the original building committee. The building committee book was unique in its comparatively Spartan look, expressing a business-like practicality. The plain cardboard cover and typing paper pages were held together in a temporary-looking homemade notebook created by looping twine through three hand-punched holes. The book was tied up tight with twine, secured with a knot and a bow in the center, like an old-fashioned gift package. It seemed to me that the centennial was the perfect occasion for this gift. I accepted the gift. I loosened the bow, untied the knot, opened the book, and started to read. What I found was the record of a thought process, along with the unfolding of events. It reminded me of a laboratory notebook for a college course. Documentation meticulously kept for future reference and third-party scrutiny. It struck me that the team that wrote this wanted their work to be seen as a scientific demonstration of great importance. Over several months, I read through the building committee notebook, along with decades of other minutes for quarterly membership meetings, special business meetings, and more frequent board meetings, as well as letters, internal notes, and reports. From my experience with Christian Science Branch churches, I was already familiar with how things worked internally. Reverend Mary Baker Eddy, who founded the First Church of Christ Scientist in Boston, Massachusetts in 1879, designed her church to be essentially democratic and established some basic governing rules. I knew those rules, and I was familiar with church communications. What I found in the records was familiar to me, and yet completely different from my own experience. There was something very special about reading from the actual documents. But for practical reasons, I worked with digital images. I photographed every page and then transferred the image files to my computer. I developed a file naming convention and folder organization that allowed me to search by date, document title, keywords, or source. Working with electronic files, I could quickly turn pages, magnify words to interpret the more challenging cursive handwriting, and compare documents. I often had the minutes of the building committee, board, and membership meetings all open on my computer screen together side by side, along with correspondence, so I could read about everything happening during a particular time period. Immersing myself in these documents, I got a sense of the rhythm and dynamic of church democracy and the unfolding of events in the development of the Christian science movement. But more than this, I could feel the energy that animated this founding generation through their documents and it overflowed into my own life. I got caught up in the pace of the activity that was happening a century ago. Their irrepressible spirit was contagious. 
Church suddenly felt fresh and alive and urgently vital. This story is told in honor of the church builders, who put so much effort into their edifices and did what they could to ensure continuity of their cause. They were dedicated. Cindy Pizer Safranoff Thanks for listening to Dedication by me, Cindy Safranoff. All events and characters in this story are as true and accurate as the available sources. All opinions are mine. To support and learn more about this groundbreaking research project and read my writing, visit cindysafranoff.com.